And the word process, I mean, we don't like when the printer takes too long to print our stuff on the computer. <laughs> and it's right there. Um, I don't like when Chick-fil-A takes five minutes. Exactly, but we'll like never food. talk bad about Chick-fil-A, no, no. especially <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> process, there's definitely a purpose to every process. Mm-hmm. Um, it could it could seem like the worst process ever. God is still trying to teach you something. God is still trying to form things in your life that you did not have before. Thank you so much for tuning in to season two of the World Changers podcast. My name is Alonzo and I am joined by one of the most incredible influencers, leaders, pioneers, world changer, extravagant uh, man. He's he's a father. Wait, no, you're not a father. I'm not. You're, you're not a father. <laughs> I'm not a father. He's a husband. <laughs> A husband of one wife, um, a faithful husband of one wife, uh, but man, I'm just so grateful to have my brother and friend, Franklin Diaz, bro. Bro, thank you bro. so much. Bro. Being here is everything. Bro, thank you. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for really just taking the time to just, um, you know, talk and be a part of the World Changes podcast. Uh, man, this is exciting. And uh, man, throughout the season, Franklin, we're just kind of taking a more focused looked on the theme and, and, and the principle of influence. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I recognize that influence is not just a choice, but it's a lifestyle yeah, and, and leadership. Definitely. And um, it's it's my desire that, that all of us um, will be able to kind of be in the world and be in church culture and not just be leaders that just n- know the right things to do in theory mm. but it's it's a lifestyle that we yeah. carry out uh, because as you know there are there are very very great leaders that um, really just kind of motivate and empower people to the next level but there are some form of leadership that's quite unhealthy um, and and can be toxic and just plain old negative and so mm-hmm. man we're, we're, we're talking about today um, about leadership within the context of both the church yeah. and then also the culture. And so, man, just first off, man, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, all of that, bro. Definitely. So my name's, again, my name is Franklin Diaz. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Genesis Diaz, the missus. And uh, I'm a worship and creative pastor at this church called Anchor Church. Um, God's doing tremendous things and in our life and through the church and Honestly, we're we're just so honored to just be able to serve um, that church and and God as a whole. Um, so that's a little bit about me. It's what I do, um, but I love leadership um, because I really think that all of us are leaders in our own um, yeah. way or our own um, sphere of life. Um, a lot of times we see and think that leaders are the people that are on stage or the people that are in the quotation marks important meetings um but if you're breathing you're a leader i honestly believe that um leadership has different capacities and different levels but leadership is definitely in every single one of us yeah i mean it's it's something that i believe to a certain degree god gives us um a level of influence a level of of leadership and and I, let, let's 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 talk about that, Franklin. Yeah. Is that sometimes 
as you mentioned, you know, there there are misconceptions that people think in the context of the church, since we're starting there, that as you mentioned, leadership is when pastor is on stage, um, whether it's the worship team or whether it's the um, the pastor that's that's leading the sermon, and they think, well, that's leadership, and and they think that uh, being a single parent is not yeah. leadership, or being a high school student is not. And so, um, wh- what do you think are like the common mis like conceptions of leadership, and and uh, I mean, what what is it? What what is leadership? Definitely, definitely. I feel like in the context of church, we need to get our minds out of that way of thinking just because mm-hmm. it's so toxic. Um, as soon as you forget that you're a leader, you forget the level of influence that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as you forget the level of influence that you have, you start wandering and doing whatever you want because you think that whatever you do doesn't influence anybody, yeah. which is a very dangerous place to be. And I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people that they'll just say, I'm just going to live my life however I want because it's not going to affect anybody else. Yeah. And I don't believe that's true. I believe that every decision that you make impacts somebody because you do have a level of influence. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, it could either be of good influence or a bad influence, but each decision that we make mm-hmm. has influence on the back end of it. So I think that in the church context, uh, leadership starts in the most basic of ways um, it is not the most complex of ways of the worship leader the pastor Mm -hmm. whoever has a microphone it starts in the person that's cleaning the floors the person that's cleaning Mm -hmm. the bathrooms leadership is the person in the parking lot directing people where to go with a smile on his face Mm -hmm. you know if um, and we need to um, we need to know that we cannot do it separately from each other so leadership leadership is um a place where you are where you know that you need others to do what God has called you to do. So leadership is not you doing it by yourself. Leadership is you knowing that you're a leader, but knowing that you can be with other leaders and get the whole work done. Mm, yeah. What does leadership look like in the context of church? Um, you know, in your life, you're a worship pastor, you're a creative pastor. Yeah. Um, what, what does that uh, typically look like within the context of your church? Yeah. So leadership has a lot of different phases. Um, it's mm-hmm. been very different for me in different um, times of my life. Right now, it's the most different that it's ever been before. Um, but I love it. I love the season that I'm in. Um, even in my two positions as worship pastor and creative pastor my leadership there is completely different in both aspects so in my um creative pastor leadership position my job really is to influence others to think outside the box Mm -hmm. so um and my biggest thing is also empowering others Mm. so as you're if i'm not empowering my creative department we're not going to make anything creative Um, because God made each person unique to how he wants them to work in life. So if I'm the type of leader that micromanages that person, they're not going to move to the potential that God has them to move. But my position as the leader of that department is to empower to, so they can be exactly who God created them to be. I mean, their minds work in ways that, my mind has never worked um 
but that doesn't mean that I'm above them or they're below me or things like that. No, we work together as a team mm. so I can empower them to be everything that God has created them to be. And that's, I mean, our creative stuff is amazing because of that. I really feel like it's not because I have this great idea. It's not because um, one, it's, it's not on one person. It's a mm. team effort of we're all um, pushing each other to be the greatest leaders that God has created us to be. So it's more than about Instagram followers. It's way more. It's way more. <laughs> it's way more than Instagram it's followers. It's way more than Instagram followers. It's way more than how many That's likes powerful. we can get on a post. What you just said, and, and I know that this is an audio podcast, y'all, but I am like rolling around in this chair right now because this is straight heat. Straight heat. You said that that in, in, in the way you model leadership is empowerment. And, and that's powerful because oftentimes the models that, um, and, and, and I'm not saying this is a blanket slate statement for every single millennial, yeah. but oftentimes the leadership that went before us, it was more of this um, do what I say kind of leadership yeah. where you just do, um, you know, hey, run these errands or take care of these tasks in the church, which, you know, obviously there, there's a sense where there has to be instruction and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but very little is there empowerment. Yeah. And um, th- th- what you just said is, is absolutely powerful because I, I do believe that as millennials, there has to be an, an element of empowerment where we... Don't just spoon feed those that we influence or or manage or, or lead, but we also empower them. And so th- that is that is absolutely powerful what you're just mentioning there, man. Yeah. And even how the way we do it is, like you said, there still has to be organization. So mm-hmm. we will have a thought. Let's say we have an event coming up and we still set timelines. Mm-hmm. You know, things have to be done. Um, I know myself as a creative, I don't think in schedules. I don't think in deadlines so if those things aren't there i'll get real creative and it'll never be done but you have to know a part of leadership is knowing um the structure of where you're at and working with things that work and working with things that don't work and trying to build a structure that actually does work so even like with creatives we're not good with time management we're not so we have to set that as like a discipline like no this is going to be our date and this is the things that we're going to do for this time and blah, blah, blah. But um, one of the biggest parts of leadership is knowing what what's the opposite of what you're good at. Like, what are you bad at? Mm. Make that a discipline so that you, and the things that you're good at, that just flows with it. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. When you're, when you're obviously in the context of the church, there, there can be times where team dynamics, yeah. um, you, you're, you know, hey, yeah, it's church, but it's we're people (laughs) you know I've heard a statement one time is that you know churches is 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 a is a perfect place for imperfect people it is and and uh, you know I think sometimes even in the context of the church we think everyone should be absolutely perfect and blameless and flawless that's not always the case they're they're we're people and it's never the case yeah yeah it's never yeah that's not it's never the case yeah and so as a leader man um how, how what what are what are ways that you know your team um that you are leading because you've been doing it for a while yeah. you know um how how can you know that your team is healthy and and how do you promote 
a healthy team dynamic because you know you you obviously oversee a team um, and, and and that's demanding of itself but how do how do you how do we keep a healthy um, culture because I think there's an element of that too yeah, right in leadership definitely. you're not just it's not about just dictation of instructions but also you have to facilitate an environment and I, and I think that's that's something that we oftentimes forget that you're you know that you and I we have and, and, and others that are leaders that are out there um, we have a responsibility to set the tone mm-hmm. of of our meetings we yeah. just can't just come in and um, and just have it any kind of way but there's a certain level of where there has to be uh, a healthy team dynamic so how how what, back to that question like how do you kind of how are you aware of the the spiritual health of your team or just the team dynamics probably not the spiritual but just the the team dynamics and if if if, if here's a it's a loaded question if if it's not as healthy as it should be how do you then you know get your team to a healthier place yeah definitely i feel like and I've heard from other podcasts. This is how you know podcasts are very important. Listen, <laughs> when a podcast talks about another podcast. <laughs> subscribe, y'all. Subscribe. Right? <laughs> um, one time I heard that an organization, even let's take this out of church. An organization cannot be healthy if the leaders aren't healthy. Ooh, so leader wow. healthy is going to come from the top and flow down. If our pastors aren't healthy as a married couple, as all this stuff, our church is not going to be a healthy church because mm-hmm. what you lead will model who you actually are. Mm-hmm. So if me and my wife aren't healthy, we're not going to lead healthy teams. Um, so how do you make sure that your team is healthy? You need to be healthy first. Wow. And as soon as you're healthy, you'll start seeing things that are not healthy um, because then it's like it's the opposite of who you are and what you're living. Wow. So those things actually stick out. Wow. Um, so number one step is make sure that you're healthy make sure you're in the right spot make sure that you're under leaders that are in the right spot and then it's all in relationship um the further you are from your team mm. or the people that you're leading mm. the further you will not see things wait you wait wait so leadership is not long distance leadership is the closest distance you could possibly have <laughs> so so it's a bad idea to just like just send a text from you know my team member and the only time i yeah. see my members is like our you know weekly meetings no. and no definitely well, i mean if you want to run a team like a dictatorship ooh, not if you yeah. want to run it as in a relationship i think i think one thing that's worked for me very well in leadership is i try to be um I'm definitely going to be, not try to be, I de- I'm definitely going to be your friend before I'm your leader. Wow. Um, wow. Which will make it easier when I have to tell you something that I feel like um, is a little out of place or something like that. But I will never just be your leader. I don't think those relationships actually work. Um, and at the end of the day, we're, I'm not trying to just be your leader. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have a relationship in life with you. Um so that's very important. Leadership is at the closest distance you could possibly have it as. Um, if your team is important to you, spend time with your team. Um, whoever you're leading, spend time with them. Um, because that's, I mean, if I'm up to your face, I can see if you have, let's say, if you have a booger in your nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I'm 15 feet away from you, I'm not going to see it. 
right? It's wow. the it's still there. Wow. But if I'm not up close to you, I won't see it. Wow. Um, and you cannot see what's unhealthy from a distance. Whoa. You have yeah. to see it from up close. Yeah. And that's in, in, in my life in building relationships, and Franklin knows this, Franklin is one of my nearest and dearest um, people in my life and, and even influencers, we have that relationship where, you know, I, I come to Franklin, you know, I share ideas, I share plans, I share um, visions and, and things that the Lord gives me. And, and I trust him because out of relationship that he's going to tell me the truth. And here's the important thing, guys that are out there and ladies that are out there is that he's going to tell me the truth in love, yeah. you know? And if I, I say this, that if someone really, really loves me, they're going to tell me the truth. Yeah. And I also have to have a non-offendable heart. Yeah. And and that's probably for another episode of, of processing that, you know, you know, if you're going to be a good leader, you have to first be led, you know, Oof. and and you have to have that sense of you're willing to take correction in, in the spirit of love and not have an offendable heart. Yeah. And you know in being a leader um an influencer in the church i've seen how when an unoffendable heart is not dealt with especially as soon as possible yeah um it it, it goes right into the dynamics of the team and, yeah. and and i love what you said about number one checking our hearts essentially making sure that we are healthy internally yeah. <laughs> So that we could be healthy relationally. I, I think that's what you were getting at. I just, I just really think that mm-hmm. that's one of the most important things. And another thing about leadership is the the higher levels of leadership that you go into, the higher le- levels of servanthood you go into. Because mm-hmm. leadership is honestly all about serving. Leadership is not about who you can lead. I feel like the definition of leadership should be serving. <laughs> um, but... A lot of times we want the title of leadership or we want a title and all we can think about is the people that will be under us. Um, but when you go into leadership, you should be looking into all the people that you'll actually start serving. Um, so I heard a pastor say one time, his church tries to give him all these different titles and lead pastor and all this stuff. And he's actually is the lead pastor. But he on, on his door, he wants lead servant and i feel like i feel like so many times we want oh! the titles so bad but the titles come with a level of servanthood that that's where you need to have your focus on does that make sense <laughs> lord the lord the, the fire that's in this room right now the, 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 is the ac off like it is he said lead servant. Wow. That's that's see that that is that is what Jesus modeled. Of course. You know? And um, you know, I know that we're gonna eventually talk about um, influence within culture. But frankly, I wanna ask you, are there any uh, biblical examples of leadership that you can um, look at that were whether it was healthy or unhealthy? Um, that that's influenced to you or just something that inspires you um yeah definitely um let's see i mean there's so many i mean we could start with jesus but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean jesus yeah yeah i mean yeah talk about 
three years of walking around with these 12 guys, mm. being able to lead them in a way where they were able to go different places, um, see different things, and then change the world. Um, Jesus was empowering them everywhere that they went. Mm. I mean, just in the verses where um, people would come up to him for him to pray for somebody, but he would send out his disciples. Like, you guys have power in you too. Mm. Um, is that That's a type of leadership I want to model, and I feel like it's a type of leadership we all have to model. Um, where Jesus would go away and pray by himself, which means he's getting healthy on his own. And we're talking about God, mm. right? Human and mm. God and the same person. Um, Jesus would still, while being God, um, mo- remove himself from the crowd and make sure that he was healthy so that he can lead healthy. Um, so there's there's so many practical things that we could actually learn from the life of Jesus. We don't have to go into all these things, but... If you, it, I love how the Bible says that um, every time you read, the Bible is it's like an alive book. It reads you. Um, so next time you read about the life of Jesus, think about Jesus the leader. Um, and you're going to see so many principles that you can apply now in your life. There's a lot of times you read the Bible like, oh, God, I hope that one day, you know, you a fish can swim up to me and I can find some money in its mouth you know but it's like (laughs) jesus did so many practical things that we can apply to our life right now in our leadership in our area of influence um that it would actually change the way we live life yeah 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 let's talk about toxic leadership within the context of the church okay it exists yes can we just put that out there (laughs) it exists and um you know, I love God's church. Let's let's get that out the way. I I know that that obviously Franklin loves the Lord's church. Of course. Um, but um, as as we mentioned before, there are imperfect individuals that um, have probably demonstrated unhealthy leadership. Yeah. I I think about biblically the relationship between David and Saul. Yeah. Where you have David rising generation he's anointed by the lord mm-hmm. to be king over israel yeah and he goes back to being a shepherd yeah he goes to be a minister of music for the king of the nation mm-hmm. while at the same time saul has a very unhealthy yeah definitely. if not Death yeah. defying defining a relationship where he um, absolutely is 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 um, against David. Yeah. Now that's a really really drastic um, uh, a, a narrative, which it's true. It's 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 happened, but oftentimes you know millennials, Gen Zs see themselves as David. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they see the leadership that they're in um, as Saul. Yeah. Whether it be a person or whether it be an organization. Yeah. What do we say to those that are listening that feel like David? Yeah. <laughs> but every day has to deal with Saul. Yeah. I want. I'm anointed to preach, yeah. but I don't have any opportunities. Right. These are the voices that I hear. Like, 
man, like, if they would just give me an opportunity to lead that worship song, like, uh, you know, there's there's that disconnect. What what do you say to those David Davids that are out there? Definitely, and I know that toxic leadership is out there, um, and I want to be very sensitive to that too, um, because I've been under certain leaderships that have been toxic, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's definitely not a fun place to be at. Um, but let's let's take the same example that we were talking about Saul and David here. We have to remember first that Saul was God's first choice. Okay, so if there is a leader that God has placed in your life that is still toxic, um, we have to know that nothing happens under the sun that God doesn't know about. Mm -hmm. And God still knows and put that leader there. Mm -hmm. Um, So first, he might not be your leader. Mm -hmm. So, but we just have to remember God actually did place that person there like he placed Saul as the king of Israel at that time second just because somebody is a leader in church doesn't mean that they're going to be perfect or that um, we put them at this standard um, yeah. and I know about the standard because now people put me as, that, as a standard mm-hmm. you know what I mean as soon as you're in some kind of leadership in church they give you the standard where you need to live up to mm. which is fine because we have to live on a as a leader you have to live on a different level and things like that um but at the same time it's you have to know that they're not perfect mm. okay so if there's a situation that happens and they didn't resolve it the way that you think it should have been resolved yeah i think we need to um have forgiveness on the tip of our tongue instead of cursing people on the tip of our tongue Wow. And um, so it's a very real thing. I've been under it. Um, A lot of us feel like David, Mm. right? That's what we're talking about. They're not giving me the chance. They're not. But remember, David got anointed and then he went back to the to the sheep. Right. That's what we're talking about. So there's there's things that you could be anointed by God to do something, but it might not be your time to do that. So I know within my heart speaking for those that may be listening I know within my heart God's giving me visions he's yeah. giving me confirmation after confirmation yeah I'm called to for example lead lead small groups I'm called to be a worship leader yeah. you know one of the one of the the pastors now now we did already mention that leadership is not just those things that are on the stage yeah but but my leadership doesn't see it or they're not recognizing or they're not celebrating it or they're not what what yeah what do I do I mean there might be there you could like I was saying you could be anointed for something and God could absolutely call you to that and it not be the time to do it so just because I'm called and I don't have the microphone yet does not deny the call that God still gave me 100% I mean if David would have believed that he would have never ended up being king like David knew that once he was anointed, he was going to be king. God told him. I mean, there was a prophet came to his house to tell him that he was going to be king again. My but that he didn't catch a ride with the prophet back to the palace. Now he went right back to the sheep. <laughs> but while he was in that season where okay. God didn't place him as king, he was doing things. He was working on his skill. Mm. Right? He was... Um, Wow. Fighting um, lions and tigers and bears, right? right? <laughs> Protecting the sheep, 
there was things that God had him do and prepare for in that season that if he would have never been in that season, he would have never been the king that he was. He could have missed his moment. He could have missed his moment. So I know that I've been in that situation too, man, so much. But looking back at it now, it's thank God wow. that he kept me in that place of isolation. Because sometimes God keeps you in a place of isolation where people don't really see you for your own benefit. Because he knows the characteristics that you have, that if you would have the bright, if you would have the light um, shining on you right now, you wouldn't withstand those winds. So I feel like a lot of times we need to pray for like, not, you could, you could know that God wants you to do it, but you can, you also have to ask God, God, is it now? Mm. Because it could be now or it could be later. Mm. And I don't want anybody to um, take your season of later as something bad on your leader that's mm. not it because remember um what god does god does wow regardless so if god has you in a season of you not being seen maybe it's time for you to do what david did practice um do different things to work on your craft so when god does call you you're anointed and you're talented you're anointed and you have all the skill sets that god showed you why you were in that season of nobody was seeing you i'm hearing the word process yeah there's there's are, are you saying there is a purpose within the process oh the definitely god-given purpose definitely the god-given process i mean there's a process in everything we just hate that word it's like a it's like a curse word for christians and for a lot of people i mean we just live in that age now you know we like everything fast we like everything right now um, and the word process, I mean, we don't like when the printer takes too long to print our stuff on the computer. <laughs> and it's right there. Um, I don't like when Chick-fil-A takes five minutes. Exactly, but we'll never food. talk bad about Chick-fil-A, no, no. especially <laughs> on this podcast. We love you, Chick-fil-A. If you want to sponsor this podcast, you can email me at alonzomalvarez at All right. <laughs> You're never going to catch me talking bad about Chick-fil-A. It don't even matter. But yeah, the process, there's definitely a purpose to every process. Mm-hmm. Um, it could it could seem like the worst process ever. God is still trying to teach you something. God is still trying to form things in your life that you did not have before. So right now, I've, I mean, you could say, God, I know I'm supposed to be there. Or you could say, God, what are you trying to teach me right now? Mm-hmm. For when I'm there, I'm more ready there than oh. I am right now. 